0: What's up everybody? Welcome to Sleep Hawk Worldwide Podcast.
1: This is Sleep Dog along with the Big Hawk. What's up everybody? It's Big Hawk. Checking in. Great weekend for the Tar Heels. Uh, A lot of drama to cover going to be a great episode huge win for the tar heels uh we took ourselves a
0: little vacation just in, in sort of like preparation for everything going on we had the bachelor last night we had the super bowl on sunday uh and then of course unc just i mean i know the score was closer than this but that was most satisfying win over duke that i, I can remember in a long time they just looked like shit and we looked great um and You know, As we were getting ready today, Duke lost again. Uh, We're wondering when they're going to cancel the season because I'm sure Coach K is not happy about the fact that Duke has a losing record in the ACC right now.
1: It's been a long time since we've heard that. Um, But uh, it was a big weekend. Uh, Great win for the Tar Heels going over to Duke. Uh, The one thing I took away from the game, and uh, I told a lot of people this, Man, Duke sucks. Like Duke's really bad this year. This is not a traditional Duke team. They um, they don't have much talent. They don't play as hard as they I used to. I'm used to seeing them. So this is a weird year. But one thing I'm really liking about this year is how bad Duke sucks and how many how many games are losing. Man, it
0: was weird. You're right. Uh, you know, I the, we we've talked for like three episodes in a row now too about. Um, you know about the role of the fans not being there and what that does. I think that you know has a lot to do. You go into Cameron Indoor, it's almost like you. You, you in some ways, UNC is fortunate that that you know the place wasn't packed out like it always is. That had to play a role. But yeah, Duke just looks. I mean, they had what is it, Jalen Johnson? Like he's a pretty good player. They had a couple other guys that are supposed to be good. They just they just look dead inside and outside and. Uh, they didn't play well, and 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 one of the things I was talking about last pod that I thought happened was Caleb Love really had a great game, and I'm really interested now to see what that means for him for the rest of the for the rest of the season because um, you know he was big in a lot of different. Uh, you know, moments in that game. And, you know, we got ahead by double digits in the first half and let them get back in it. Then we get ahead of double digits in the second half. and you let them get back in it. And you just worry like, God, at the end, like, is this going to be another one of these things where they like chuck up an air ball and somehow wind up winning this game? And it was just nice to to deserve to win and then win uh cuz there's been several games in recent memory where we deserved to win and lost and so that was nice.
1: Yeah, and one thing that during the game I have a buddy of mine I'm real superstitious actually press and pucket. Uh I text him I was like, "Man, I hate these fake leads." And that just gave me confidence because if I got too excited, it seems like we're going to lose. It always happens. But if I'm like, "Ah, we're not," I don't, I don't, I'm not confident. Then we always pull out. So I did that and gave us good juju uh, from that aspect. But Caleb Love played well. Uh, he's getting his confidence. Um, like I said early on, guys, I called the second half, second half of the year team. Uh, you got a lot of freshmen that are coming on, playing really well. Uh, people are starting to find their roles. But I mean, Caleb Love's playing really well had a breakout game on the biggest stage, which that's good to see. But uh, we still got some really talented freshmen. uh, Kerwin Walton, I know that Caleb had such a good game. I feel like Kerwin Walton, his – I mean, he got kind of overshadowed by how well Caleb played, but he's been consistent. He's been knocking down shots. It seems like the pressure is at getting to him, and he's just out there hooping. Dayron's coming along really nice. Uh, R.J. Davis, uh, he's on his way. He's uh, learning things out, and he's a hell of a player too. It's just a matter of time for we all start clicking – And Jellin, and uh, I'm really looking forward to this team. I think they're going to get better and better. Hopefully, they get a deep uh, tournament run. But um, yeah, I think we played really well. Also, Armando is really starting to play well and come on. But uh, you're right, Duke does suck. Um, And, you know, they're players, they lack a lot of talent. Uh, I'd heard a lot about this Matthew Hurt guy, and I was expecting big things, but he had an awful game. And I think part of it was because Garrison's just a lot bigger and athletic, and he just wasn't able to wasn't able to score. That's what I was going
0: to say. Is I thought Garrison had a great game, and and you're right. You've been saying the second half team all year. uh, You know, we talked a lot about confidence on this team, um, and it was clear that we had it, especially Garrison. I thought he had. I don't even know what the stat lines were or anything like that, but. Uh, you know, he played well and he played like a senior, you know, and um, and and he was big in that game and, it, and big when it mattered, uh, did all the things you're supposed to do, didn't make, that was the thing I took away is we didn't really like squander away too many opportunities. We made some mistakes, of course, we're young and all that sort of stuff, but, you know, I thought we played well start to finish, we hustled, we did everything we are supposed to do, um, you know, and occasionally caught some bad breaks here and there that, that sort of, there was one play in particular where, like, I can't remember what, what happened, but like ball, we just got a bad bounce and all of a sudden it was like a five point swing. Those are the types of things that really Mm -hmm. test your metal, I think. Um, and you know we seemed to handle it well. We didn't really get too up and too down. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that there was no crowd there. I mean you gotta be honest about that. Um, even though everybody places a dumpster, uh, it still is a tough place to play. And you know I right now I'm sitting here looking at the standings. We're fifth. We're six and oh at home we're three and five on the road. Again, don't really know that, that home or away really matters this year um you know 12 and 6 overall 7 and 4 in the conference you know we're a game back of louisville and virginia tech i think we probably play both of them i would imagine at least virginia tech uh you know we got we got a strong chance to finish in the top like Three or four of the league, you know, we were talking before, uh, you know, three or four games ago. They were talking about whether or not uh, we were like the last four in, or something like that, or last four buys, or something. I mean, we could find ourselves in like a three or four seat at this point. Yeah,
1: I agree. <laughs> um, the ACC—they're taking a lot of heat for not being as talented or as good, but I mean, we'll see where the we'll see where the chips fall uh, here at the end of the tournament. You know, it seems like I remember when. People were hyping up the Big East, how good and how powerful a conference it was. And it came tournament time, and the excuse was that the Big East was so good that they had beaten themselves up in regular season and just couldn't finish with the big dogs at the end of the tournament. Um, so we'll see where uh, where we fall uh, come the tournament. But, yeah, the chips are f- you know, we could find ourselves with a decent little seat. Um, but, of course, those seatings don't matter as much this year, being in, in Indianapolis for the whole tournament. Uh, we'll see how that works out. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, home court advantage for Duke has uh, been a killer this year, not having the students, not having that environment. Um, that's really hurt them. You know, it's hurt Kansas. Kansas is a very tough place to play. Um, Kentucky as well. And I would put us, you know, right below that. I don't think – whereas uh, – as intimidating uh, because our student section is not right on top of you like it is at other places. But, you know, we're a tough place to play too. Before
0: we get off this subject, this is the stat line. I'm in front of the standings. Duke is 5-6 in the ACC. They're 7-8 and eight overall. They're 1-4 on the road. They're 6-4 and four at home. I'd really like to know the last time they lost four games at home, and they've lost three in a row. What a time to be alive. Fuck, dude. Fuck them. Not the best look for our guys afterward, though. Um, and it's something I just wanted to touch on because, like, I hesitate to say that I get it because um, I did some dumb stuff in college and that sort of thing. Uh, I think... Uh, I'm curious to get your take. We don't have to spend any time on it or much time on it if you don't want to. But, Hmm. you know, they did cancel the game yesterday uh, because the guys were out and and didn't have their masks on and were at a party and it was it was a bad look all around no no other way to say it um you know you can't simply just write this off as like oh you know they're just kids and they're you know you you have responsibilities at that age and i i hated to see it but at the same time it was uh and i'm not being a homer like i'm honestly not it's just like i i I bet those guys kind of realized for the first time especially some of those young guys that man things are different with you know than the age that we're in. And, uh, you know, we talked in a, in a previous episode, I'm curious to get your thoughts on you know, the whole episode where you guys jumped off the roof at the frat house. And next thing, you know, it's on PTI. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a, I thought this is the first thing I thought of having talked about that recently and then seeing this, um, obviously this is something that puts other people at risk more so than themselves. So anyway, just curious to get your thoughts on yeah, it. Yeah,
1: Well, here's the whole thing about COVID and I've talked about this with uh, some other people is, you know. We've all had our COVID moments where we're so frustrated uh, being in quarantine, being locked up, and just want some taste of normalcy. And it's hard to think rational 100% of the time. And I remember when this stuff first hit, we were talking about you know, maybe a month or two being inside and looking back, we're laughing at that right now. Um, you know, this is in for the long haul, but, uh, yeah, they made a mistake. Um, you know, their kids, nobody's perfect. Uh, they issued an apology. Um, and I think it's time to move on and get it, get tested, do all the right things. And then once you're cleared or whatever the protocol is, you know, learn from it, move on. But to blow this up and I'll talk about this, that was a better apology than the university had for the students. When the university brought the students back on campus to begin the school year, where was the university's apology? They had their kids move in some out of state COVID hits quarantine dorms are full. And now these kids are expected to move out the drop of the dime and go back to their parents. To me, looking back, now this is this is this is comical that the university wants to make this a big deal, and you're talking about oh we're gonna you know students are gonna face repercussions. well, what repercussions has UNC faced uh, for bringing the students back on campus and if you think this is a an isolated incident, if you think we're the only basketball team where kids are going out and doing this at a frat party, then <laughs> then you're blind. You're not seeing. Uh you're not you know you're just seeing whatever you want to see. Uh this is this, I mean they made a mistake. I'm not justifying it, but for them to be the poster child and for them to be the like don't act like this, look at them. That's uh that's that's a wrong way to look at this. I mean, this is a uh, if we're going to use that, then we need to look at the whole thing in a board. What do, how do we handle this situation and how do we move from it instead of making them feel bad and taking the blame for everybody else?
0: Yeah, I, I was a hundred percent with you. That's where I was thinking too. My mind was going. Is I thought they handled it well as an apo- from an apology standpoint. You know, having the statement from the team, and you know, and I know that that wasn't just some you know some manifested response. I'm sure these kids got together. They probably sat down as a team. You know, obviously with the input of the coaching staff to say, hey, like this is how we should think we should address this. And it was genuine. You could read it, and you could tell. You know, Roy True to form mm-hmm. was like behind his guys and and, and acknowledged sort of that fatherly like acknowledgement like, like yeah, they messed up, uh, you know, but we, you know, we apologize. We've done what we need to do and, and we're handling it going forward. And and what I, what jumps out at me is, is, okay, so these kids, you know, are, are, are now the poster child of the problem and you see it all over the news and all this sort of stuff. But, you know, uh, and, and for those that don't know, when, when UNC plays Duke and UNC wins the kids, Russ Franklin street, which is the street downtown. There were multiple reports uh, from the news and from the university and from all these places saying, "Hey, you know, if we win this game, like stay home, don't go out." And of course, as soon as it's over, the whole street—I mean—is is packed with people, right? And again, the same thing. Like these kids are kids, and they think they're mm-hmm. invincible. And I would have been there too. Like I'm not going to act like I wouldn't have. But you know, uh, you can't just come down on those guys without any stronger stance on. Basically, the entire student body, uh, who I love. I mean, I'm a I'm a two time Tar Heel. Ty, Tyler's a Tar. Obviously, we love these kids and we love this team, you know. But it's a bad look. We're 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 in the middle of something that's bigger than any of us and any game and any of that sort of stuff. And uh, the only way we're going to get out of it is stop doing dumb shit like that.
1: Yeah, and you know, I'm not justifying this by any means. I've, I take more precautions, than most people do. And I'm very I'm ready to get over this. Hey, there's a lot of things that I'm missing out, so I understand people being mad. What I'm saying is, you know, the college kids are living; they're not living with their parents. They're living with other college kids. Is that a vulnerable population? As long as they don't have pre-existing health conditions, the science say college kids uh, more than likely will get over COVID. Does that justify it? Mean that you should go do things? No, but what it does mean is that, hey the spread is somewhat isolated and they're not giving it to other people. Now they canceled the game. So it is an isolated incident, but I'd be curious if you went and looked at some of those Miami players, uh, social medias or Instagram, I wonder if they're doing the right things. You know, I wonder if we took a deep dive into Instagram and all these college kids and, uh, you know, Are they doing is this just an isolated incident where UNC just kind of lost their mind for a night, but I would say no, I'd say most college kids are doing this and, uh, you know, but now it's brought to light something and maybe more people will take precautions and not do this and we'll slow the spread somewhat.
0: Yeah, and 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 one last point on it, and and this is starting to walk up to that line of politics, which we're not ever going to get into here. That I anticipate, but you know, one I did see, uh, you know, for 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 clarity purposes, I was watching a report recently on the news that that a high because the question was being asked based on the. Um, sequence at which you know the the vaccine is distributed right now it's to first responders and it's to the elderly and things like that and they were they 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 had some pretty uh, compelling statistics that showed that most of the transmission is coming from the younger age groups and the question was posed to a scientist well if that's the case could you make the case to vaccinate that population first and you can see why it's bad for a number of reasons because it basically just makes it you know makes these people sort of of uh, rewards them in a way for, for being complicit. But it, it did make me think, I was like, huh, that's, that's like a fascinating question to ask. And, you know, of course, I haven't, I'm not in any way, uh, <laughs> I barely researched the shit that we're supposed to talk about. So I'm speaking out of my own realm of understanding with all this stuff. But, you know, it begs the question. You know, uh, the culpability is there, even though, you know, these kids are probably going to be fine. But, you know, who's not fine right now? Chiefs fans. They are in a bad, bad way. Uh, you know, they got just throttled. Uh, your boy, uh, his DraftKings lineup, which has to have, by definition, w- at least one player on each team, just front end loaded the Bucks and just... Took it to the house against uh, Big Hawk, Jean-Claude Tandan, and uh, Mastermind, a.k.a. She, the Prez, who hasn't won anything in a month of Sundays. Uh, took five bucks off of each one of them. Never felt so good. But, dude, Tom Brady is just
1: next level. Tom Brady, unbelievable. Um yeah, we also want to say, hey, thanks for all those listeners. Sorry we could only get us in there because a few spots were limited. But I mean, we had overwhelming uh, inquiries about how can we get in the dupsy Daisies, and we we're just sorry. Wow. Uh, not maybe next year. We had so, to
0: email Mark Zuckerberg to see if we <laughs> throttle back the messages a couple a little bit.
1: Good night. And uh, well, uh, I said it before the game. I thought the Bucks. I thought their defense was pretty damn good. Uh I mean if you think about it, they beat Drew Brees, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, then Mahomes. Arguably the best three quarterbacks in the league. Uh maybe not Drew Brees, maybe he's a little older, but he still has it. Um Aaron Rodgers MVP. Um Yeah, the Bucks were good. They were good defensively. I think they were a little underrated defensively. Tom Brady went out there and did his thing and uh you know The thing in my mind was, man, I wonder what Belichick's thinking. And uh Yeah, it was good to see. I'm from Missouri. Uh, traditionally a Rams fan when they left, so I don't have a team now. But, um, yeah, they disappointed a lot of people back home. Dude, so the thing that killed me, it crushed me,
0: and I was complaining about it in our group text all night and nobody really gave a shit because why would you if you're not me? But I got the worst draw in the Super Bowl squares. We did blocks of four squares, right? I wind up with uh, – The Chiefs nine and one, which the one's okay, the nine is terrible. And then I've got the Bucks five and three, something. It was terrible. And and in if the Bucks, dude, they had one drive where they didn't know what was going on. The rest of it, they looked like the best team to ever play football. And this one drive where a touchdown would have been. Their fifth touchdown, extra point gets them to thirty-five, and I win the square for the third quarter. And and as it would would happen, I win it for the game too. They Brady throws the ball, dude trips over his own two feet, misses in the end zone. Next play, dude throws it, catches in the end zone, falls down out of bounds. Next play after that, something else stupid happens, and they don't catch the ball, and they kick a fucking field goal. And so instead of winning like four or five hundred bucks on the Super Bowl squares, I never win anything. Like. I don't win anything at all and it, it wound up that the score held I would have had uh, with the with that awful draw, I would have had a winner and instead someone else who had one and nine. I don't know, man. It's just that game sucks. I can't even figure out how to play until I was all excited that, damn, dude, if this one touchdown, who's going to stop them? I mean, that's all they've done is score touchdowns. And all of a sudden, they can't catch the freaking cold. And, you know, guess who's standing out in the cold? Sleep dog, as usual. Um, you know, so that's uh, so my one complaint is, uh, you know, Brady better come back and get his shit together next year's Super Bowl and not let that happen again.
1: Yeah, it is uh, all the betting I saw – I mean, I was at the squares. That was as complicated and fact checker. She broke it down for me and, uh, you know, very simplistic terms. And I was like, Oh, huh. And got it. Uh, but big Dan, there was a little, I mean, I felt like big Dan kind of skewed those things a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, if he's listening, uh, you're not getting away with that. Um, also, um, if anybody wants to buy a pork butt, um, <laughs> Big Dan was asking on the black market or the secondary market, if you're into barbecue and you want a pork butt, Daniel Lizer, hit him up on Insta. I think you put it in the freezer. Grade A quality. Let them know. Um, but also, um, <laughs> yeah, the one thing I did watch the game, I was like, man, the honey badge is really stupid. Why would you fuck with Tom God, Brady in bless. the Super Bowl and piss what a his ass moron. off? I mean, like, the one guy you don't want to piss off is the guy that's been to the Super Bowl fucking 11 times. What, how many times has he been to the Super Bowl? Ten, I think. One seven of them now. Jesus Christ. Lord of mercy. Like he's won more Super Bowls than any other team in history. And
0: and the second team is the Patriots. They have six. Mm -hmm. And they won six because he was the quarterback
1: for all six of them. It's crazy. Yeah, and you know the thing about it is talk about an in-game meltdown. I was watching it. Look over there. He's mad at Brady. Says something to the refs. Then his coaches come over there. Now he's pissed off at the coaches, and it was just like it was a bad night for that guy. And
0: I like that guy too. I think he's a great player. And he was like kind of a dickhead when he came in the league. And it seemed like he was one of those guys that matured. And man, I think he just overhyped himself, man. And maybe maybe that's you know some of those guys, uh, dude. That's one thing, man. You you determine you set yourself up to determine whether you're great or not. Because if you talk shit to Tom Brady. And then you back it up, like nobody's talking shit about anything you said. But you got scorched after that. And, I mean, dude, Tom is 43 years old. Like, this dude's, I don't know, man, is just ageless. The thing, from the betting standpoint, though, before I forget to ask about this, did you hear about, I don't know, this is one of those Instagram trends, so I don't know if this is true or not. But did you hear about the prop bet that the, the dude placed on the streaker? Have you seen that? Are you f- so allegedly, the dude that was the streaker bet fifty thousand dollars that there would be a streaker at the Super Bowl and cashed out like six hundred and fifty grand or something. Are you allegedly kidding? the guy that was the streaker paid a thousand dollars? Said I read this that, is that brilliant that absolutely that is some that is a Sleephawk worldwide mentality right there. He said that one dude ran off first onto the field fully clothed as a diversion and then this dude took off with a thong on based on what I saw um, and ran around the field and it said it cost him a thousand dollars to get out of jail and he bet fifty grand on the prop bet and cashed out like God only knows how much money. I bet that's the last time that anybody ever does it. Is there gonna be a streaker prop bet? Unless maybe maybe it's like, hey, if you're the actual like actual streaker not eligible to apply.
1: Yeah, if you know, if they don't get rid of that, you'll see me in sleep sitting front row of next Super Bowl. Absolutely. And, yeah, we'll bet on two streakers. And yeah. uh <laughs> See us running out of the field like Borat, and uh, we'll have a
0: Drake soundtrack for the for the for sleepwalk worldwide when we come back. We'll just be blowing stacks on uh, on uh, on, on music rights and gold chains. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. Super Bowl was great. Um, I was looking at the betting six. So here's the, here's the one bet that I was looking at as a coin toss. I was really into because of the last seven Super Bowls, tails has been. Tells has won six times on the coin toss. And so I have, you know, in my mind, I was like, well, heads is due. I wanted to put the house, the farm, uh, the brinks, whatever she says, right on. I think heads is going to hit because they're due. And uh, sure enough, it was heads. So I was kicking myself.
0: Yeah, it sounds like my Dogecoin uh, investment, which has gone uh, due south about since the time Elon Musk tweeted about it. I invested in it. Uh, not exactly Portnoy over here, but yeah, the the coin toss is always everybody's favorite because it's the one thing that they got a good chance of winning, uh, uh equal chance of winning, I guess. I, I you know I had a friend that does uh, that sent out the one of these prop bet things. Like, I mean, that stuff's fun to me, but. I'm the most unlucky person I know. So when it comes to picking shit straight off of luck, you ain't gonna find me involved. Uh but yeah, I heard that uh the Bucks, the sports books cleaned house. So everybody, I guess, money was on the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, I mean, they didn't cover, they didn't score, they didn't score a touchdown. Uh I don't think anybody had like any significant stat except Kelsey was the only dude and I I felt like Kelsey caught 30 passes uh, (laughs) all for about 6 yards apiece Mahomes dude that play where they tackled him and he threw the ball 30 yards laying horizontal about a foot above the ground I mean it was just so incredible to me man that guy is, uh, is something else I just hope that you know they can keep him upright because you know that game he got beat around and dude you see that sort of stuff with like I mean he's like Michael Vick he's less fast but way more accurate you know and like those guys that are athletic like that just tend to get just beat up and and you know you got a feeling you're watching some dude that's really fun and special to watch and uh, you know he didn't have a good game but man that's the way it goes Brady lost three Super Bowls this is the other thing I, I saw on Instagram. You know who the three people that beat Tom Brady are? There's only two of them. It's Eli Manning beat him twice and Nick Foles.
1: Like started, that is
0: unbelievable. He's winning 10 Super Bowls, and the three that he lost are Eli Manning and Nick Foles. Mm. So anyway, man, shout out to Tom Brady. Um Probably don't want to walk into cam's uh apartment with a blacklight anytime soon after that performance, but nonetheless dude uh you know hats off to that guy said immediately said he's coming back They got to drag this guy off the field and and as good as he is man, I don't blame him,
1: yeah, we got cam coming on if we have some time at the end, we're gonna try and fit him on, but he's he's on hold uh but yeah cam is uh the biggest Brady fan out there, and uh <laughs> um. Yeah, so I know he was really excited. Um, I'm really excited to see what they do next year, but we'll yeah, see.
0: It'll be it'll be interesting to get them back in there. With uh, I mean, they had some weapons. They had a great. I mean, they're crazy, dude. They brought all the guys that they brought with them. Like everybody that scored a touchdown came from. Followed Brady from New England. Fournette had been in New England. Antonio Brown had been in New England. And, of course, Gronk had been in New England. That, that's all, all the touchdowns they scored. Uh, just incredible and, and and just really fun to watch. It was a great Super Bowl. I thought it was fun. I thought all oh, the commercials sucked. It's the first time I can remember, I think, where the, where the actual game was better than the commercials. Halftime show, uh, I didn't watch it, but the memes are great so anything that that that's a good meme producer i can get behind the weekend a very talented dude i'm a big fan of his music fucking absolutely weird just strange ass (laughs) dude but uh i feel like he'd be one of those guys that if you're at a party with and like you couldn't hold a conversation you'd rather talk to cinder block wall than that guy but i don't know either loved it or hated there's no way in between from what i heard so
1: i got a weekend story i played in Toronto uh the weekends from Toronto and my masseuse um she was out and she was like yeah so this singer was trying to hit on me at, at this uh this little club and I was like oh yeah and she was like so his name is Abel and that's right uh, so she was like yeah I'm sitting there and he came up and he's like hey I'm able and she was like <laughs> able to do what and uh, <laughs> I just started dying and I was like yeah that was pretty funny but uh, that's the only story but yeah I actually do like The Weeknd yeah, for his genre I mean he's he's pretty. Dude he's great man yeah, yeah, he's I was really, really glad
0: good. that that whole thing with his face was a, was a ploy because I was like dude come on don't do this. It was like, a ploy? Yeah yeah he's normal. He, he actually did that as some sort of statement on you know how those freaking I mean you're so rich that you have nothing else to do than make shit up and, and call it art or whatever but all that stuff was like implants and Meant to like, I guess, bring attention to something or whatever. Uh, but yeah, so you know, on the Super Bowl, he I saw also, dude. Instagram, man, this is sad. Like, this is like my news source. It sounds like uh, I know people judge me by this. They said that that, and again, I have no idea if this is true or not. It doesn't sound very true, but I'm going to spread the rumor anyway. Uh, said that he paid seven million dollars out of pocket to perform and was not paid. They said he paid for the performance to get it like he wanted it and that he was not paid for the performance. Now, I've heard that the Super Bowl performers are not paid because it's such a big audience that that it's actually like a benefit. So that part doesn't – $7 bucks. Like, I mean, somebody started this dude fund GoFundMe, man. He can't be making that much money. $7 yeah, million a concert? Know, I guess
1: you'd have to write it off. Uh, but uh that's a hell of a write off a hell of a um, weekend yeah um yeah so um yeah i guess i never really knew how much it went into that production i mean it was a hell of a performance uh yeah all those dancers and everything and then yeah i guess you had to pay for the sound the uh you know the light show and all that stuff yeah that stuff's not cheap but he did a hell of a performance uh i'm not sure what he's making but i mean If he is – if he's – yeah, that's – I think they shot off about $7
0: million with the fireworks at halftime. That was the one thing I saw. It looked like that place just exploded. I was like, I don't know if we're going to be able to see Pat Mahomes in the second half with all the smoke coming (laughs) off this place. But anyway – It probably
1: would have worked out better for him, to be honest with you. A lot
0: of smoke coming out of – where the hell is the bachelor at? They're, wherever they're staying. Uh, I did not watch the Bachelor yesterday. I took a took a day off. Like I said, gave myself a, a what do they call it these days? A um a mental health day, mental health break from that shit. Uh, but I got the four one one. Who got the boot? MJ just gone, didn't see that one coming, said no one ever. Yeah,
1: so here we go. Uh, Mental health day is not the day to watch The Bachelor. A uh, lot of drama in this episode. MJ and jasina mm-hmm. I probably said her name wrong, uh, fact checker on the way over here. We had to say it 10 times, 10 times, 10 times. Listen, uh, MJ showed up, immature state. Uh, she was very immature, bullying some of the candidates. Matt didn't stand for any of that. He was like, "Get the hell out of here!" By the way, Jocena, she's not bad. She is. Uh, she's got a little pill to her. She looks better probably than what the picture is. you're looking right there. But she. I has, was
0: actually looking at where Wake Forest is in the ACC right now. Two and eight, not looking good. Sorry, yeah, Matt. That's
1: a, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I'll hey, plug uh, the Bachelor uh, roster. Talk a little this. more shit, call. Matt. And uh, is his name Matt or Mike? Matt she, James. Matt James. I
0: remember it because it's not Mike J- uh, Mike Jones.
1: Yeah, something like that. You got it. And uh, so the other issues that we had, uh, he had a one-on-one with Vibrator Girl. Oh, yeah, Katie. Yep. Heard Katie. she stuck around. She got booted. What she got booted, damn Lindsay. So uh, Mike said, uh, "The hell's going on?" Matt. uh, Matt said that his relations with other women have progressed more than his relations with her, and so he couldn't justify giving her the rose. Wow. He picked up the rose, pump faked, put the rose right back into the plate, and said. You're out. Wow. And then I miss this. Yeah. And so she was in the Yukon leaving, breaking down. She said that, hey, it's tough when you paint your future with somebody. And then it's just erased like that. That one was stuck with me. That is that is true. And then uh, (laughs) Matt gets in. He drives the smallest fucking car. When he pulls like Stuart up, the red ass. one. I'm the. I love Porsches, but he is in the littlest fucking Porsche <laughs> that they have. They have put in production,
0: and I don't know how in the hell he, he got
1: gets, that 164th scale off of Target's uh, toy aisle. Yeah, and I don't know if you. You wind it up in the back, and then you just let them go, and they film them pulling you up. put
0: a penny in the back of it, <laughs>
1: take it across. The car. You got to drive it on a hardwood floor. Uh, yeah, so uh, Katie's gone. Vibrators out. Um, but the show didn't have as much drama as we wanted with uh, the queen gone. Gosh, um, R.I.P. to the queen. Yeah, so. Um, what, about, uh, what about Kit? Kit, man, she's she's still around. Progressing, she is still around. Yeah, and he sees that money with Kit, no doubt about I it. I think Dan's girl is gone. Uh, Chelsea, yep, uh, the run the runway model. Yep, um, the runway model. Uh, tell you what, I see her on the runway. Yeah, on the runway. I see her running, um, run, running away. <laughs> um, so uh, she was dismissed uh, to Abigail. Abigail's still there. Got to be there. Okay, nah, she Abigail's winning some things. Uh, what about Brittany from Chicago? Didn't she get the boot? I think she might have got the boot. Wow. Serena P still there. That's my girl. The Michelle girl, she got the rose after a group date. Um, so I don't see it in her, her relationship is progressing. Who's the other girl that he had a one on one with last time? Uh, Rachel,
0: I, I am rifling through these. Yeah, so Rachel, Rachel had the one on one. Do that. Their
1: relationship oh, yeah. is kind of progressing too. Um, be careful for Rachel, Michelle. I feel like they have a really good vibe. Serena P, Dark Horse, love her. We'll see where this goes, and then. Towards the end, we have a surprise. Oh, I re- we heard about this. We have a surprise, and we have somebody identity coming, but Tyler C., which every girl in the world seems to think is the hottest thing on the fucking earth, was there, um, and so apparently she's friends with uh, Hannah, Hannah's friends uh, with this girl, Heather. Who said, "Hey, I got this friend. Uh, I think you'd be perfect for." Before the show started, she never got a chance to meet Matt, and so now she wants to just explore to see if there's anything there. She comes in there um, at the end of the episode. The girls are so excited to see her. Like, I, you couldn't see more excitement. If you if you thought you saw excitement on UNC's campus, Franklin Street, whenever we beat Duke, you should watch these girls. When another girl comes in there. Um, after all these other girls have have been dismissed and now she gets quality time with Matt next episode, next Monday, I'm looking forward to it. Heather is on the bachelor and, I'm not a fan of her from the get.
0: Wow. They don't even have her picture on the site. I got I'm gonna have to find her. <clears throat> all I can say, Big Hawk, is that my head's spinning, man. Like, this is impressive. You're like a beautiful mind when it comes to this, man. You got like a photographic memory of the uh like everything that happened. Every all these girls now I mean, you're going back to to, to previous seasons. Guys, bro. I'm
1: locked wow. in. Locked in. Just game plan. And so the one thing I will say. Um about this Heather girl is, and I always ask this, like if we're watching with some friends, CDC verified, everybody mass, social distance uh, approved, whatever. Fauci comes. Yeah. Fauci. Fauci would be happy. And so, I said, I always ask the girls, I'm like, hey, what do you think about that? And last night I was with the fact checker and I said, what in the hell is she wearing? She looks like she's getting married. She had Claire sandals on with like a long white dress with fishnets. It was a bad look and I was just like, she's, it just didn't seem right. So we'll see where this goes. Is this the girl on the r- on the right in the red? That is her. Wow.
0: Okay. Yeah, let's get... Uh, man. She's not a natural blonde. I'm not... Yeah. It doesn't look like she... I don't know. Let's see. Look, look I'll give her a shot. I haven't seen her on the show, but wow. Sleep uh,
1: always approaches it with an open mind to try to like... We don't want to have any... Pre thoughts before we go into a bachelor bachelorette episode because these people are vulnerable and you never know where it's going to go.
0: Man, you need to blend. You got to have you got to have a good balance. You know, I heard maggie has gone. Uh, Serena C. She's out of here too. Serena C. She was
1: she was she should have been going. She was on couple, borrowed time.
0: Yeah. Okay, dog man, I can't believe you sent Katie home. Man, she uh she's got it together. She'll be. I here's here's my projection. She'll be. Uh, damn man, we did this uh, last time we were together. We did like a top five. I don't think any of my five. We're on there imagine that uh I think katie's gonna wind up as the bachelorette um or or she'll be in the running for it because uh she had her shit together and i think what wound up happening what did her in i'm looking at all the ages and short of magi here she's uh magi won't be on anything nah.
1: even though I felt bad I wanted her to have more quality time with matt she's like the oldest one <laughs> she is
0: the uh katie is the third oldest one at 29 that was on the i'm talking a whole thing here I'm mm-hmm. not sure about this uh this new five they brought on the show but yeah anyway man it's just the hits keep coming i mean i guess wh- when are we going home
1: i mean like what the people are going to hometowns what do they call their are coming up. okay maybe not this next episode but the following one i'm be really i can't wait for hometowns i want to see what they do in the suite, too <laughs> i'm on the website right now and there's this thing down here that
0: says uh you know about like inviting or 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 uh putting somebody nominating somebody that wants to be on there like how you can help the sleep hawk worldwide podcast as if you know you would if there was anything you could do because you know we got about 12 of you out there that that actually and i think most of them are last names are state and Hansbro, but um or trying to be and you could go you need contact abc and just let them know I mean, we name some Perez Hilton, ain't got a freaking doesn't stand a chance on this show. Uh, I mean, dude, you got the rain man over here just reciting season six from scratch at the drop of a hat here. Um, You know, we come with the hard hitting coverage analysis. We're not about drama,
1: we're about analyzing the drama, and we're the two best people in the world at it. Open mind. We don't, I mean, we don't judge here. Um, Also, I, I am a Bachelor Bachelorette guru. I'm a historian at this point. I know who's been on, what season, where we're headed, who wants love, who really wants love, who wants the fame. And like I said before, Sleep, he's here to give me the real stuff, no. He breaks it down and keeps it very simple. I kind of I go deep into the motions and get really involved.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things we need to do, and I'm like I'm messing with my iPad here and now. Siri's like trying to answer any questions. Um, and so what we need to do, what we need to start doing is is ladies, if you're out there and you want to get an audience that like is gonna help you uh, you know, vault your chances of getting the bachelor, let's have you on the show. Why don't why don't you just live the bachelor life by coming on and explaining to us You know, what you see in this and what you would do if given the opportunity to vie for the attention of of one man that's French kissing 30 other girls in front of God and everybody, Um, you know, we're open to it. I mean, we're a show that, uh, you know, it was born uh, from the salt of the earth and and we're here to to listen and we're here to deliver. uh, And I can't wait. One thing I can promise you is I'll never I'll never show up not watching another Bachelor again.
1: Yeah, guys, it, I mean, it's, you uh, picked a good episode. To, you'll catch up on a lot, but uh, it's about to heat up. We're getting to the nit and grit, and we're finding out, you know, we're getting to the real relationships now. So, Well, we're going to find out next Monday. Heels
0: play again uh, Saturday. There's no more football, uh, no baseball. We're probably not going to talk about the Carolina Hurricanes on this show. Yeah. Um, Maybe
1: if you guys hit DM us. I mean, we've been getting DM requests left and right. I mean, they they
0: won't stop coming, but, you know, you go out. You follow Sleep Hawk Worldwide on Instagram. You follow our show. Uh, You got to give it five stars or don't even follow it. If you give us four, then fuck you. Yeah, if you give us four, you're crazy. Like, you you probably watch, like, Survivor or something. Uh, So, anyway, you got anything else, Big Hawk? Stay safe. Stay safe.